Hey guys, it's Scotty, and here's the thing. We've had a lot of new listeners come in lately, and that made me think, we need to start giving you guys more. I want to give you guys more stuff to listen to, and I want to talk about more, because on Fight Boys, we get to talk about small bits from shows. We get to talk about this one thing that happened on Raw, or this one thing that happened in the middle of SmackDown, but we don't get to talk about the full thing, which is why... I wanted to start doing full reviews for you guys, so hopefully I'm going to do a review for pay-per-views. I'm going to review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, all of the big shows, and bring them to you, because that's what you deserve. You're here because you love professional wrestling, and that means... I want to talk to you about pro wrestling because I have a lot of thoughts. And initially, I wanted to wait until a big pay-per-view like Survivor Series or WrestleMania to start doing this. But then I realized that Clash of Champions is the perfect time to do this. And we'll talk about that in just a second. So what I'm about to say is probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever said in my entire life. But Clash of Champions is better than every AEW pay-per-view this year. Um, And that's just a me thing. I love AEW, as I've talked about on the show numerous times. But something about Clash of Champions tickled me in just the right way to where I was like, okay, you know what? I'll abbreviate of it. Clash of Champions was better than All Out. I will just use those as direct comparisons because All Out had some weird moments. It had some kind of uh, sections that drug. It had Matt Hardy almost dying. And this one didn't have that. And it still had some really, really fun moments. So let's talk about it match by match. Uh, The first one, the pre-show match, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura, a.k.a. The Artists, defeating Lucha House Party. And this was a pre-show match, but if I've learned anything in WWE, it's that if you put Cesaro on a pre-show match, the man will deliver. And he absolutely delivered i love cesaro i loved what lucha house party was doing during this match it was really fun seeing the will they won't they break up kind of uh thing continue and i also loved the fact that there were moments where Callisto and lince dorado looked at each other like oh we are still on the same page and that was really nice and of course cesaro is very good at basing for lucha stuff so of course it all turned out good it was a good serviceable pre-show match i'd probably give it maybe three out of five three out of five stars just something to get us warmed up but if we weren't warmed up y'all we were after what happened next. The first match on the card, Sami Zayn versus Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles. And I, after the match, I made the early prediction that, oh, this is match of the night. Luckily, I was proven wrong, but it was so insane. You had Hardy taking that horrifying bump where he climbed. He like wormed his way onto the front of a ladder. Then Sammy tips it over and Jeff just falls to the outside. You got a callback to when Jeff debuted, or Jeff debuted, Jeff returned at WrestleMania 33 and did that amazing swanton to Sammy, which was the moment I'm like, oh, 
Sammy's not winning. Because unfortunately, because of the prediction series with Fight Boys, I'm watching these matches going like, oh no, I'm not going to get it right. And that was the moment I said, okay, Sammy's out of this. And then Sammy grabbed handcuffs and I said, oh, Sammy's definitely not winning this. And uh, then came the most horrifying spot of the entire match, which is when Sammy handcuffed Jeff Hardy to a ladder. But I guess handcuff is the wrong term because he did attach it to his earlobe. It was gruesome. Jeff had to basically hold the ladder to his ear like he was talking on a massive phone. And at that point, I said, okay, I don't know how he'll do it. Like, maybe he'll put the ladder over his head and climb that way. Because at that point, I was like, Jeff's definitely winning. And what I loved about this finish to this match is it could have easily turned into the dumb heel thing, which is where the the heel thinks, oh, I'm smart. I'm going to handcuff people to things. And that means that they can't move. And then, of course, the baby face overcomes all of this and climbs the ladder. I love the way they did this instead, which was Sammy being smart. Sammy saying like, oh, I can't handcuff AJ to anything. I'm going to handcuff AJ to me. That way, if he climbs the ladder, he's got to bring me with him. And that way, I will be up there before he is. It was very, very smart. I love that he brought out a key at the end. Basically, him once again saying, I'm not a dumb heel. I have the key to get out of it. And then grabbing the titles. It was a really, um, it was an amazing match. Like, as I was watching it, there were a few moments for me where I was like, I don't know about this. Uh, The ear spot for me was a little iffy, but still five star match for me. Really five star match. I thought it would be the match of the night, but unfortunately that goes to something later. Up next, we have Asuka versus Zelina Vega, a match that I had uh, roughly no hopes for because I love Zelina Vega. I love Zelina Vega to death, but she hasn't been seen in this kind of one-on-one situation in a very, very, very long time. So I was kind of afraid of what they were going to do for it. And I thought they did it perfectly, which is, yes, let Zelina play her character, let her be clever, let her keep going after Asuka's arm, let her keep going after these things. And there were a few moments where I was like, maybe Zelina, well, no, there was never a moment where I said Zelina's gonna win, but there were, she looked very, very good coming out of this match. And that made me astoundingly happy that every match seemed to do what it wanted to do. And that made me really, really happy that Zelina came out of this looking like she deserved to be in the women's division, not like she was a manager who made a jump. Asuka did very good about putting Zelina over, putting her offense over, making her seem like a very good, clever competitor in the ring. And that was phenomenal. And then, of course, Asuka did one of my favorite things to do in a match like this, which is have if you're the super confident powerful baby face that everyone expects to win play it up a little uh overconfident in the beginning and that's what she was doing and then once she started realizing Zelina was dangerous you saw her start going for the Oscar lock more and more basically her saying like I have to end this because this competitor seems dangerous. And I I loved that. It really showed how strong Zelina was. It was a very good, I'd probably give it three and a half stars out of five. It was very good. Um, Up next, Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews, which I, y'all, I'm going to level with you. I didn't fully watch this match because I love Apollo and I really loved some of the offense he got into this, but I'm kind of over this entire situation because... 
I don't know what WWE thinks with these matches where they have diversity. WWE, ironically enough, has a very, very diverse portfolio of performers. But for some reason, they put them all in the same exact storyline. Like, every single African-American competitor they have is in the Hurt Business angle. Doesn't matter who. The only ones who aren't are probably the Street Profits. And that's it. And I hate it. So uh, I was really checked out for it. Two and a half stars. And on to the next one. Street Profits, Andrade, and Angel Garza. Um, They've been going since WrestleMania, and this was just another one of their matches. Honestly, there were numerous points where I said, okay, they are going to give it to Andrade and Angel at this point, because they were doing some amazing stuff. Angel hitting that. And I, I think this is where Garza got injured, was that top rope Spanish fly, which is one of my favorite maneuvers. But they landed a little bit rough, and then the ending had to be rushed. And I, I understand. I understand Garza got injured. They tag in Andrade, and I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds about this. I definitely think, like, end the match as soon as possible. Definitely try to end the match. But also, let your competitors be aware of that. Because commentary very much had to cover up the, wait, he did kick out, there must be some issue, and they never brought up Garza getting injured, which is kind of ridiculous to me, because, like, we all saw, we saw him roll out of the ring, so you could have brought that up, brought that up, and then maybe even have, like, there was a moment where Andrade went to go check on Garza, have Dawkins or Ford, whoever you want, come over, roll him up, so that way it's a very it plays off the injury, but without exploiting it. Andrade's worried about his tag team partner. He gets rolled up. Make it something like that. Don't have Andrade get pinned, but not get pinned. I think that's the second time I've seen something like this lately, and I'm not sure what it's about. Um, three stars, though. It was still a very good match. I'm realizing I'm way too nice on this pay-per-view because I loved it so much. But yeah. Um, up next, Asuka versus Bailey which is not what was advertised. It was going to be Nikki Cross versus Bailey, but then Nikki Cross had to get taken out at the last moment for reasons that are unknown, but they're probably COVID-19 related because WWE are maniacs. So that match had to get taken out. Oh, and also um, Riot Squad versus Baszler and Jax got taken out for the same reason. So Bailey needed a new competitor, and... I liked Asuka for this option. I, I liked Bailey getting to cut a little short heel promo at the beginning, then say, okay, no one's come out. I, I love that play on the whole open challenge thing, which is, I issue an open challenge. No one answered. It's over. It was really funny. I, I liked that. So that happened. Asuka comes out. I kind of wish they had done something else. Like, I guess it would be too early to pull out Bliss, but you could have pulled out Naomi. You could have pulled out any SmackDown women's superstar, which felt weird that they instead just went with Asuka. I guess they were like, this will be a good match. And it was. It was a good three and a half minute match. It was so short, which made me mad because I actually think Asuka and Bailey have some very, very good chemistry. And they instead got to, and I understand they had to end it by DQ. You couldn't have either of these competitors getting pinned so they end it by dq that was fine um and then i guess they just did what the segment was going to be after she beat cross which is sasha banks it's boss time oh michael cole it's boss time banks comes out and i actually liked the fact that banks it wasn't a one-sided beatdown. i loved the fact that 
Bailey got in a lot of shots. I, I like that it was a very even beatdown. And then right before Banks was about to do something very severe, Bailey rolls out of the ring. It was a really good segment. Gets a lot of good heel heat on Bailey. A lot of cheers for a returning Sasha, but also that question of is she a hundred percent? And then Oscar played her role perfectly, which is come in, do Oscar stuff get hit with a chair, leave. And so that we were, it all worked for me. Um, probably three and a half stars if they had brought someone else out and actually gave them a proper match instead of this four-minute weird segment. I think I probably would have gave it a higher. But yeah, now on to what... what, what okay, this overtook the latter match as my match of the night. And I said, this is match of the night. And then another match of the night happened. And it's Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in an ambulance match. And it was the most insane thing I had ever seen. Because it was, uh, on Fight Boys, we like to talk a lot about the concept of overbooking a match. Basically, putting in too many spots, pre-planning too many things, and most of the time it turns out bad. This time it turned out great, because it got very silly, but also had some very fun, serious moments. Like, I I wasn't sure about it in the beginning. Like, Randy setting up for the punt, Big Show grabbing him, and then uh, hitting a power—no, it was a chokeslam. Chokeslam through a table. I was like, okay. And then I realized, oh, wait, that's what this match is. It's going to be nothing but Randy's past coming back to haunt him. And then I remembered, oh, no, I said Randy's going to win. Randy's definitely not going to win. And But there were still moments of doubt. There were still moments of, oh, Randy— might win and then christian comes from out of nowhere and beats him down that was very very fun drew mcintyre claymored a door off of an ambulance that's just not a thing that happens normally um then that amazing spot with the i think it was a russian leg sweep into the glass of the windshield and breaking it that was great and then of course randy turning around into a sweet chin music and then just getting thrown off the boy just full-on tossed off the top of an ambulance by Shawn Michaels. It was so good, and it was so perfectly executed. You didn't have... uh, You didn't have Shawn or Big Show or Christian do anything... Do anything to overshadow Drew. Drew still seemed like the focus of this match, and I really enjoyed that. It was still a whole lot of, can Drew overcome this? Can Drew uh, get past everything that's gone on? And this is kind of what I wanted from their match at SummerSlam. I wanted it to be pardon the term retribution for everything that randy had done and instead we got that here we got all of the people that he had punted and taken out coming back to haunt him you had uh drew backing up and actually hitting hitting him with the punt that was great you had that awesome will it happen won't of orton about to shut the door and then grabbing the door and shoving it away that was great and then, of course, the ultimate button on it is uh, McIntyre wins after a very vicious punt, looking triumphant, and then just, I promise not to go over the speed limit. Woo! Ric Flair just shows up driving the ambulance. An ambulance that has a broken windshield and no door, but I'm sure Ric Flair's driven worse. Five, five stars. 
It was so good. It was a. It was the perfect mixture of goofy and serious. It might. I. You know what? I will say it. This is the best ambulance match I have ever seen, and that's hard to do because ambulance matches are not a good concept. It's like a coffin match without the coffin. It's not a good idea, but they made it work. Finally, match of the night: Roman Reigns versus Jay. Uso. And this was less of a match and more of just a segment at a point because we all, everybody knew Roman was going to win. Like, I'm, I'm sure you listening, like, if, if you didn't tweet us, but I'm sure everybody was like, Roman's gonna win, right? And so WWE took that and said, okay, then make it obvious that Roman's winning. And so Jay got in a lot of very, very good offense. There were one or two moments, like after he hit the flying ooze or whatever they call it off the top and hit the splash, went for the pin. I went, he might actually win. And then this match was insanely creative. That was my thing. A lot of what happened on the show was very creative, which made me think Vince McMahon didn't book this show. Um, But it was very creative seeing Roman kick out and hit a low blow because it's still a heel tactic, but also it's a, wait, did Roman mean to do that? It's still a, because Roman's playing it very close to the cuff of, yes, he's a heel. Yes, we're booing him, but he's not really doing heel things. And that was the first real heel moment he's done throughout his entire reign. And uh, I loved it. I loved it a lot. And then that moment of Roman spearing him. And then looking down and saying, I'm not going to pin him, was the moment I said, oh, this is about to get interesting. Because you got to see, this This extrapolated on Roman's character more than, more than like the past three weeks of television has done. Because it's just him craving being the head of the table, craving being the, t- the big dog in the Anoa'i family. It was a great moment seeing him look at Jay and just say, I am your chief. Tell them I'm your chief. Look at this camera. This is Roman's camera. Look down there. Tell everybody I'm your chief. And then Jay flat out refusing and Jay getting beat down. It was it was uncomfortable to watch. And that was the point. The point of the segment was Roman is a vicious, horrifying badass in that ring and if you don't give him what he wants he will hurt you like even with the referee roman knew if i attack the referee i'll get disqualified but there were numerous moments where he would look at the ref and say quit messing with me i am the big dog don't do this to me you will be making a mistake and it was phenomenal and then of course at the end you had jimmy uso come out look at his brothers in the eye and just say i'm gonna throw in this towel you need to give up because that was the darkest thing about Roman's character that moment, is the moment you realized he's not going to pin him. Roman will not pin him for this victory. He will, like, it, it, the only person who could lose that match, quote-unquote, was Jay. And it would be by saying that you're the tribal chief. And, of course, Jimmy comes out and says, uh, I'm gonna throw in the towel, and then you had this phenomenal emotional performance from jay just saying he ain't nothing he ain't nothing don't do this don't give in and then of course jimmy 
is forced to throw in the towel because Roman is continuously beating him down. And then Jimmy looks at him and goes, okay, you're the chief. Is that what you wanted? Is that what you wanted? Is that why you did this to your family? And it was uncomfortable. It was emotional. And it was the most interesting thing I have seen on WWE television in a very, very long time. It, the the co-main events were like exact opposites of one another. It was a very silly, goofy match uh, involving an, a ridiculous stipulation that was very kind of uh, not grounded in reality at all. It had a bunch of goofy moments where you're like, well, how did Shawn Michaels get on that ambulance? But it was still good. And then you had a very serious emotional beatdown that didn't need a stipulation. It was a normal singles match. And it was so good. It showed the two different sides of pro wrestling. And I loved it. And that is why five out of five um, overall pay-per-view probably give it a four and a half, four and a half stars maybe. Cause like Bobby Lashley, Apollo kind of slowed it down a little bit. Uh, the angel Garza injury kind of took the wind out of my sails. But outside of that, very, very, very good pay-per-view four and a half stars. And I will hopefully see you guys tomorrow to talk about Monday Night Raw, assuming that I can sit through three hours of that garbage. But until then, remember to follow me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Support us on Patreon.com slash Load of BS. That would mean the world to us. Pick up Fight Boys merch at merch.loadofpurebs.com. And as always, remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. 